ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. 80 different versions of cold, lickable vanilla. And that's just the beginning of what a Gold Coast-based soft-serve ice cream company now offers as their global customer base grows. Frosty Boy, based at Yatla, now sells around 2 million serves of snacks and beverages every day globally. Managing Director Dirk Pretorius says vanilla is not vanilla world round, so they've adapted. We try and provide to consumers what they actually crave and want in different markets. So, you know, what is amazing is that the vanilla that will be great in Australia won't necessarily work in China or even in Indonesia or in the Middle East. So we adapt these flavors specifically for um, our customers and that they can be successful because then we know we'll win as well. Are they much different to each other? Um, they are. Sometimes it's sweetness levels. Sometimes it's multi notes. Sometimes it's different styles of vanilla, a French vanilla, a Madagascar vanilla, you know, what the consumer is after or what they used to in those markets. So we, we put a lot of research in to work out um, what will work in a specific market before we even start developing the product. Now, Dirk, I need you to clarify something for me. What mm-hmm. is your soft serve actually made of? Because I've still got rumours of pig trotters from my childhood swirling around. No, there's definitely none of that anywhere close to any soft serve ice cream. So it's all mostly natural ingredients. Basically, uh, dairy is the, is, is the bulk of it. Um, there's sugar in there, but natural stuff. And then your flavours and normal stabilisers and things like that. And where do you source these ingredients? We try and source or we aim to source as much as we could locally, obviously. I mean, that's the one thing about Australia is we've got this amazing ingredients available. Um, I think everybody knows that the dairy industry in Australia has been um, on a down for, for quite some time now. And uh, our, because our product isn't market milk, um, you know, it's sort of we, we, we're a powder manufacturer. Um, you know, that's the last that's produced in a queue of dairy. If it's not a yogurt or a fresh milk, they make powder. So sometimes we have a struggle to, to find enough or at the right price levels. And then we use New Zealand dairy. But at the moment, the bulk of our dairy is also produced in Australia. It comes out of Victoria, mostly. You said that, of course, the input that you buy is powdered milk, but the soft mm. serve ice cream is also powdered. And this is how you yeah. avoid cold chain storage requirements all over the world that's right so it's it's actually an amazing when you think about it you know from where we are in the world in terms of sustainability and carbon footprint that we all have to reduce this product is ideal because we can manufacture it with an 18 month to two year shelf life at an ambient temperature so no need for refrigerated um, transport but then also it's about the quarter of a volume of the of uh, the, the competitor liquid product. So when you think about it, one container of powdered soft serve is equal to four containers of liquid soft serve. And then those four containers, most of the times need to be refrigerated as well and has a short shelf life. So our product suits it really well. So the only thing that's not in our product is the water component. So at the store level, all they do is take the water, add it to it, mix it up, you know, 30 seconds to a minute later, they can put it in the machine and off we go. We've got exactly the same product. So therefore, how many soft serve ice creams are you now distributing around the world every day? 
We make up to about 2 million serves uh, a day of, of ice cream here um, out of the facility. And we always say to the staff, you know, it's a long queue of people to find every day. So let's make sure we do a good job of this. <laughs> now, COVID did impact on sales uh, with, yeah. you know, every corner store and ice cream truck shuttered. But this led yes. your team, I believe, to double down on export opportunities. Now, I read that mm. India has recorded more than a 200% growth in the last couple of years for your company. What is going on in India? The Indian people just love dairy products and specifically ice cream. So I think our product suits itself really well to that market. But yes, Amy, I think we, we saw during COVID, you know, we had a record month in March. What When was it? 2020. Um, and then in April, it sort of dropped by 80% our sales and what we did well during that time is we said, listen, we want to really focus on the business and our business model because we knew that we, we will recover after COVID, but we knew that the world was going to change as well and the consumer behavior was going to change. And how do we adapt our business plan specifically for that? So uh, as a business, we, we sort of picked six projects after a lot of brainstorming and we said, listen, let's work on these six. And a lot of it was getting closer to our customer, expanding the export market, um, you know, focusing on delivery. You know, we knew that delivery was going to grow in consumers' minds that we're going to get used to it. So how do we adapt our products to be more suitable for that and support our customers for all these changes? And also beverages. We knew that beverages was going to grow because it's just easier to deliver and for customers to get on the run. Um, so we focused our business a lot on the beverage side of the markets, and we saw a huge growth um, after COVID in the beverage space. As you say, innovation is central to your company now. Have yep. you found a way to slow down the uh, melting of your ice creams? Yeah, no, definitely. We're using natural ingredients to, to slow it down. That was also part of the projects that we work on throughout COVID. So to make it... Um, easier for delivery we were able to extend that meltdown time of an ice cream cone and it's all natural that's the best part of it wow you're making every toddler's mm. parents incredibly happy <laughs> can you tell us the secret not really amy that's 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 too much of a secret to disclose here <laughs> how do you keep ahead of beverage trends i see you're offering vegan mm. alternatives now like what kind of market research do you lean on We've got our own team in the background as a part of the marketing team that does the market research for us. Um, so we obviously subscribe to all the major um, uh, information that you can get. Um, but we also do a lot of our own work because we are, we've got exposure to around 70 countries around the world. You see trends coming. So we'll see a trend coming out of South Korea, let's say. And then it might take five years before that it's Australia or the US market. So we get well prepared in advance for these trends and then are able to help our customers through that full service solution um, that we offer. So everything from market research trends, then the product development piece, and then also what we help our customers with is the launch. So we'll, de we'll develop marketing programs for them. We'll even go to the extent to do point of sale. We'll develop their app content for them, stuff that they can put on social media. So we do all of that in-house and then provide that to support them with their product launches. So is that where the future of multinational business is going? You've got to present a solution 
to every as- aspect of this new Absolutely. product? Absolutely. Yeah, we, we talk about a concept called SLIP, so supplier-led innovation programs. So I think as suppliers, we need to understand the consumer. We need to understand our customers. And, our, and that role is just going to become more and more important in the future. You know, you, you tend to find that... Um, Suppliers that does that, when you look back um, at who's successful, that's really the key, I think, is that we take responsibility, not only for manufacturing a quality product. I think that's a given, but it's really how can we help our customers to sell out and, and get the consumer into their stores? Finally, milk is a major component and ingredient. Uh, yeah. What future do you see for our local industry and how has the contraction over the years impacted directly to your business? I think the the contraction has forced us to look um, outside and we're very fortunate that we've got New Zealand just across here that manufactures amazing dairy products as well. Um, But it is a challenging time for the dairy industry. I guess there's no doubt about it that, you know, um, I think farmers are under under pressure and and to to economically make it viable. I think it's all about strategy for the future and we'll have to take a good look at, at the industry and decide where do we want to be and how are we going to support it to keep them viable throughout the future. Because could Frosty Boy continue to exist in Queensland without a local milk industry, do you think? I wouldn't say it's a threat to our business. Obviously, we would love, because we are fortunate that we do have New Zealand, which is the world's largest dairy exporter just across across here. So we will have access to raw materials, but it's never a good situation to be in, Amy, um, if an industry keeps going backwards. You know, ideally, we all want to work towards seeing the Australian dairy industry go forward and not backwards.